Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic and nerd destination, where you can see me probably crying in a corner and with generous support from listeners like you. To learn how you can support other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I'm Brian. I'm here with everyone on the show, at least on a regular basis. Going around clockwise, Pat is here. What's going on? Oral. So on time. You are. Jared. Hi. Hi. BJ. I'm day drinking. Don't you always? Isn't that a thing? It's four o'clock. Right after four o'clock, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jeff. Hi, guys. So we're all here, and oh my god, we've been really busy between Dragons of New Spandex, Rucaps, Adventures in New York City, Almost Adventures in Atlanta for Westworld, we'll talk about. And DJ's had a birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, happy belated. So we had Adventures in I turned 28. Brunch. Ha! I'm sorry. I'm like, heard. wait a minute. <laughs> Hang That's on. not accurate. I, I mean, I saw the, I saw, I saw the laugh coming. I, I didn't expect it to be quite so guffaw. Mathematically, that doesn't check out. No. Well, we've not. been busy, so but we're we're here to give you a jam-packed episode. I almost said issue. I always want to say issue because it's like a comic book, mm-hmm. but it's not. Of of mostly, well, pop culture, but mostly today television because there's a lot of new TV out. So much. So much TV that it's kind of dominating. I think Wait. most of our time. Wait a minute. We're drinking pumpkin beer. Are the leaves changing? Um, it looks like fall. This is Florida, but mm. they don't. Really. Some of them do. Some of, some of them do. Looks yes, like a we delusion. are drinking Dogfish Pumpkin Ale. Pumpkin? Uh, very happy that this is... It's pumpkin. Pumpkin. This is what waspy uh, white girls drink with yes, their Yes, we are basic bitches drinking pumpkin ale. Yep. Even Orals drinking pumpkin ale. It's good, though. It is good, right? No, it's not too shabby. This yeah. is uh, first. It's in a growler. They actually had it at ABC. I'm very happy. Usually, I only get this on tap up in D.C. Oh. At the Dogfish Ale House, which is an amazing place. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk... 
mostly television, a little bit of comics, a little bit of adventures. We'll start with, um, in the comics world at least, and in our personal lives, at least Pat and I, one of the biggest things in like our year, which is our trip to New York for New York Comic Con. As I get looks of daggers at me. They're not daggers. They're, da- no. they're, they're not daggers? They're no. not daggers. I can't ever tell with you, though. They kind of look daggerish. Understandable. So, Pat and I went to New York. We do this now. It's the third year we've done this. Around New York Comic Con, both for the con, of course, and for, more than both, our live show or things we're involved in, and Pat's family. The one time you let me go home. Oh! <gasps> What is this? I let you. What is that? No, we my indentured servitude allows me one vacation per year. Wait, he took the ankle bracelet off? No, yeah. no, it's still, no, no, no. They leave that on. Okay. It's like a little cover you put over it, so it doesn't. If register. he gets too far, it shocks him. Mm, uh, okay. That's a different thing. No, the uh, this was fun. I mean, it's great. Pack and see his family. We get to go up to Long Island, which feels like home. If you're, if you ever have a chance, have you been to Long Island? I've never been to Long Island. Those of us from South Florida, I think we feel at home when we go up there. It's just because it's, it's batshit crazy, and it's very New York, which is South Florida, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's true. With gator, without gators up there. When anyway, you get, when you get sick of snow and cold weather, you just move to Florida and keep doing what you're doing. But it's He's a really, not wrong. No. It's no, really that, wrong. that's absolutely not why I moved down. But I miss it. I miss snow. I miss. I mean the old Seasons. people. I mean, I mean the old people. I miss being able to oh, wear shorts and a t-shirt and not sweat my ass off. Because the weather was gorgeous. It was, it was absolutely gorgeous. 60s, uh, beautiful. Went to the city on Tuesday. We had our live fan feud show at Rock Bar, which is available in the feed probably like two episodes back from this. And we had such an amazing time. The people who came out, we had Bill Zanowitz, Chris Cummins, Joshua Yale of um, you know Flame On fan fame. Well, he's fan. on the wrong coast. He is. Well, he's actually in Florida right now. He's, he's <gasps> down the street. Um, and he's not here. No, he had things to do. Mm. He's um, not on the show no more. I don't know who that is. Oh well, somebody will be. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we had uh, Ariel Italic, a local drag queen and uh, Ru- fellow RuPaul commentator. Yes. And most, I'm not most, but most like, oh my god, I can't believe we got her, Ophira Eisenberg from Ask Me Another, NPR's pop culture game show, whatever they're called. I have a question. When her car service pulled up to the front, (laughs) were you just in awe? I mean, we had to stop and they had to roll out a red carpet and, you know, it was great. Paparazzi lined the streets of New York. It was, it was good times. So we had a fantastic show. And again, it's a live video. It's up on YouTube. You can watch the video and audio. And then if you want to just listen to it, uh, it's up on our feed. We also went to Or if your- you really want to hear it, you can play the audio and try to make sure you like try to play it at the right exact moment. Because the audio in our feed is actually a lot louder. And you doctored. We ran into some issues. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't doctor it. Some slight issues. It was It was interesting. We tried this. It was our first attempt at doing a full live stream. Um, Thanks to Ron for watching it, at least. <laughs> we know he was watching it. Because he said something during the feed, which is always nice. Yep. But it, it, it was a little low. We're working on, obviously, trying to get those issues Fixed, because this is going to be fun, and we're going to get to do some more video with this podcast. Yep. Well, now Facebook's got a built-in live stream. Well, we yep. did All that. of my friends are Facebook live streams Well, we now. actually did that at the, the Nintendo store, Pat and I, uh, before the event to sort of promote it. So ah, okay. Feel free if you there have page access. You know, It's a lot of fun. No, but then um, we did go to New York Comic Con on Thursday, uh, which is always a whirlwind day, because... The con is huge, right? It's the second largest. Uh, some say it's the largest. I don't know all the details, but it's up there in, in San Javits Diego. Center? 
In the Javits Center. I like correct. saying Javits. It's a. Uh, it's odd. Uh, but we. I don't think this year there'll be any claims of it being bigger than San Diego. No, probably not. No. Although it was a more intimate affair. Um. Didn't feel. It didn't feel small. It just didn't feel as busy. No, there. It was not as busy last year on Thursday. It felt like, and even talking to some of our friends who were vendors there, Thursday was like Friday last year. This year, definitely a Thursday. I heard Sunday was really busy, though. I'm sure. By talked, the end. I talked to Dan Parent, and he said that it was slammed on Sunday. So. Yeah, but Thursday was nice because last year felt like a convention. I get a little claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like when people start running around and pushing into me. And this year, we were actually able to maneuver quite nicely through both the convention floor and Artist Alley without any real major issues. We saw, again, talk about Dan Parent promoting his Die Kitty Die Kickstarter. We have an interview coming with him very soon about that. If you are interested, there is a second volume, and that's what they're kickstarting right now, and it is doing very well, so you have a chance to get it, which is awesome. Um, we saw Ryan Brown, who got uh, got an Ashcan Ash Ash uh, copy of Curse Words, from his, him and Charles Soule, which is a new image book coming out next year. We did not get to go to the Wizards party, which I'm still sad about, where evidently Charles Soule played in a wizard band that he is part of, uh, which would have been exciting. Uh, briefly saw Janet Lee, and they just announced another volume of Return of the Dapper Men, which is her series with... Oh my god, I can't remember. I'll think of it in a minute. Um... But uh, we saw, let's see, who else did we see? I, 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 I waved at Amy Chu. She had a crowd. I couldn't talk to her. It was sad. Is that the one with the, the really great vegetarian meals? The Asian vegetarian oh, meals? Oh, wow. Is that not? That sounds racist? No! no. Oh, is there an Amy Chu thing? All yes. I know is her of is a writer. She is delicious. an amazing writer. She did the. Um, get it? It's a double entendre because you know her last name is Chu, and you I, chew I, the food. I, and it's, it's but um, she did the um the Poison Ivy miniseries, uh, and she's writing Red Sonia coming up. Yes, yes. Uh, in addition to some other stuff, so she's really cool. Um, oh gosh, who else did we see? Jamie Faye, Rich Bernatovich, and Luciano Pavarotti. Pavarano? Yes. Um, I can't remember um, <laughs> Luciano's uh, last name. Um, we saw Danny Haas. We met... Um, we see him more at conventions than we do in Orlando. Girl, that's the only time I get to see and talk to him. It feels like it feels like the only time I get anything done is when we're there. We made a couple of new friends. We got to... We walked the artist alley with uh, Dave Fabricant, uh, who reports for uh, Us Weekly. Uh, he Lovely. Was, yeah, Lovely person. Fantastic guy. We met him at... Rock Bar, during game night, is friend of uh, Jason, who was our point person and helped us out tremendously. Yes, thank you very much show. to Jason and everybody at Rock Bar. It really made it a lot easier to deal with good people. And they were just, it was lots of good people. We got some fun art. We did. We got to go to the panel where Peter David said some crazy things. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. He no, didn't say it. crazy things. It is he crazy. He gave a very what he crazy anecdote. And got very emphatic. So there was basically, and this is up on Bleeding Cool, and you can read about it more if you go to our Facebook, there was a Romani activist that came up and asked a question of Peter David, and was basically, why are the Romani demonized in not only comics, but in just general, is there an editorial mandate against the Romani people? Hmm. And they used the G word, gypsy, and, you know, that's a pejorative, all this stuff. And Peter David was rather pissed off that he was being asked this question at an LGBT X-Men panel which it was, uh, brought to us by Times Out, our friend Jude and Jamie uh, at Times Out. 
And uh, he got really pissed and shared an anecdote of some really awful things he witnessed in Romania. Romania? Romania? Yeah, he was in Romania, Romania. Uh, working on a film, and he saw a woman with her child dragging itself by its bottom through the street, and its legs were turned up at the knee. And he asked the person that he was with, who the tour guide or whoever kind of was their liaison there, he asked what the, the deal was, and the person said, well, um, the Romani tend to break their children's legs at the knees because it makes them better beggars. So he was very much shocked, appalled, and outraged by this. So when this question came up, and I, to be fair, no one really has any semblance of what the actual full question was because I think everybody kind of fell asleep during it. It was a little of a he slow... Was, he was... Yeah. Very heavy accent, a lot of lead-up to what the question was that you kind of checked out, talked about the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, talked about Doctor Doom being a fascist leader in... Um, Latveria. and like, all of these things, and it's just kind of like, it was almost... Like you lost where this question was going, so uh, that last I minute swerve to Romani was yeah. Just like, next thing you know, what? like I I zoned out. I was like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. Next thing I know is I hear Peter David going, "You don't want me to answer that question." I'm like, "What? What happened?" Yeah, it was very. And we were awake from there on. Yep. And a lot of people online were very quick to use the R word against Peter David, calling him a racist. I love when you like you, you use the letter you're like the G word, gypsy. Well, I don't. Yeah, the R word. I'm being careful. Listen, are the Romani a race? No, it's more of a locational. It, it's a religious ethnic group. Ethnic, ethnic, ethnic group. Yeah. Okay, that's well, that's a fair title. I, I guess I just have a hard time. Peter David has been a huge part of the community, LGBT community. Not that he's gay, but just writing gay characters. He's the one who wrote that Shatterstar and Richter had a relationship. Before that, he had inner. Uh, uh, mixed uh, race couples in his in his writing. I mean, he is a progressive writer, and he had a horrible experience in this country. And for whatever reason, he then used that in his writing. But if you go on Bleeding Cool, he actually responded to the allegations and talked about how Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are not like villains. I mean, they were a villain when they were created way back, but he didn't write them as villains at all. Like he wrote them as powerful, liberated like members of society. And so considering, I've been reading Scarlet Witch, I don't feel like there is any vilification of the Romani people. No. And I'm, I'm sure in other books yes. or other things in the past there have been. I don't know how much is geared towards the Romani right this second outside of that one book. But she's on like this quest to like find yeah, herself. Totally and it's very much about like it, it almost shines more of a, a light on what like this whole kind of group is versus right. like saying that these are they're terrible people. beggars and you know yeah. like shyster artists and, yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's more of the stereotyping not necessarily a villain role but more stereotyping dude, which is uh, here's why I think he missed that because I've, I've read um, multiple articles and anytime you use an anecdote as like your defense or yes. your baseline you, of yeah, you, yeah you've already like yes. boxed yourself in correct and I so mm-hmm. it's like saying, you know, here are these two black characters, and you know, like, what about depictions of black people? And you know, you're you're asking in a in a very pointed way, and your response is, well, I once saw you know two drug dealers shoot themselves in the street. Sure. Therefore, you know, you don't want to ask me this question because I I know how, um, and what you're, you're insinuating is I know how black people 
interact with each other. Yeah. I have seen it, therefore I'm somewhat an authority, even if he hasn't said that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's I think he handled it poorly. Yes, I agree completely. And and I think the criticism of his response are for the most part fair. Because no matter what you've done um in, in your in your writing, in your past, like, yes, you have a foundation on which to stand on. You can say, like, I've never really... Pro- I personally feel like I haven't portrayed, you know, these individuals as character caricatures of the Romani people. But when you, like, as of, like, a week ago, say this really charged, yeah. like, kind of closed-minded justification, yeah. Yeah. what are we supposed to say? How are you supposed to react? I'm not saying that he's a racist. Yeah. Like, I wasn't there. Right. I can only... Um, interpret from what I've read, but I could have told you, as literally, I can imagine Peter David's publicist just breaking open the bottle of whiskey <laughs> and just taking it to the head. I absolutely understand your point. I think, like, the CBR article that first came out was, was fair. I haven't read any subsequent ones, but when people jump to call him a racist right off the bat, I think that's unfair. That sure. was the only part. If you want to turn around and say, everything you've said, was, I absolutely agree with. Yeah, I do too. But the only thing that I, I think sh- was a little off on it was that it should have been a matter of, of how you said it. Like, using an anecdote shouldn't be how you defend this question. You should answer this question, or you should, you should be able to do this, rather than say, Peter David's a racist, because, of, because he freaked out and had this this gave this anecdote story. That's where I feel it's a little off. Your the way you put it right there, if that's how it had come out right afterwards, I'd be like, shit, you know what? A hundred percent. And I agree. agree I totally agree. It was a the the level of response and I and I guess this guy had come to a previous panel. I don't know if it was of his, but the, the write up actually talked about this guy going around in different panels and bringing the same thing up. So like it was in the ether already. Yeah. I don't know if that fed into Peter David's like reaction. It was really weird because it seemed so disproportionate. Because the Romani, the the activist guy, was background is, he wasn't like mad. It was very sort of like monotonous. So it was a very disproportionate level. Mm-hmm. And you're right, absolutely. One anecdote does not paint in, in any way, shape, or form an accurate picture of a of a group, which isn't even just Romani or in the in Romania. Romani are all over the world. Yeah. That tribe they bifurcated into all the different countries. I mean, the 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 riches was a story about Romani in America, mm-hmm. and and you're telling me that that group of of people in America break their no, of course not. That's stupid. Like and, it's just, and, it, and in Hemlock Grove they were werewolves. Yeah. So, so I guess I guess what Matt was saying right is kind of where right? I come from to some extent. I feel that the instant jump to demonizing and putting a like a pejorative again about you know pejorative I guess it, it's saying he's a racist about it it simplifies oversimplifies it and it reduces the conversation down to name calling and that's not important. What's important is I think you're right criticizing the remarks and then having a conversation about like what we're doing. Yeah, and and you know when. I feel as if sometimes when white people hear the word racist, mm. it's like <laughs> we've slapped you in the face 
And it, you know, there are, there are different degrees of racism. Sure. Like there's a dif- there's a difference between prejudice and and racism, like mm-hmm. institutional racism. And you know, for example, remember when Rick Remender wrote the second volume of Uncanny Avengers, mm-hmm. and and Havoc's like, you know, I. Or it might have been the first one. I can't remember. And the M word. Yeah, yep. like the M word. He's like, if you don't understand stand this, and you don't understand what I'm I'm trying to convey, go drown yourself in hobo piss. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, what <laughs> what you're trying to convey is is offensive. It's inappropriate. And while I see what you're doing, and I understand your mindset. Like, that comes across as racist. And you may not be racist. Your ideas may be racist. So it's the remarks being racist, not the yeah. person. Yeah, okay. and so, like, you know, racism is, is pernicious. It's... Contextual. It's contextual. Um, sometimes it's it's very minute. Sometimes it's super blatant. And, and people shouldn't shy away when they hear you're being racist. Sure. Because that is a moment where you can... Stop and examine and and see where you come out on the other end. And educate. Well, and that's, I think, the biggest drop-off is a lot of people will never go back to a person once they hear a comment and they've interpreted it. They'll never go back to the person and go, wait, I just want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Could you please explain what you just said? So that they don't think they misinterpreted it. Right. A lot of times they'll just take it, this is what was said, this is how I took it, so this is what I'm going to say well, back. It's the internet comment game. It's no, sure. no, sure. no progress from mankind is going to be solved on the internet through comments. And now we the 140-character limit. Well, that too. <laughs> but I mean, like, yet, because like you're saying, there's no empathy, there's no, wait, wait, let me make sure I understand what you're saying. It's just response, response, response. And I'm guilty of it, I know, in, in social or political Facebook comments. I know a lot of people get into that trap and become just like these argument machines. And, well, it's, and, it's and the best part, especially when you're talking about that, is how how many varied ways you can interpret text. Oh, well, yeah, because there's no thing. But in this case, the guy's text, I mean, he was he was mad. Like, there was no question he reacted. And he has since kind of backed that down a bit. I don't know that he apologized. And again, the Bleeding Cool interview of Peter David is really informative from Peter David's perspective. But, um, you know, I felt... Kind of, I saw some people reacting very quickly after the event, and the thing I was offended, not offended, I, I did not enjoy was seeing the his name being called racist. Not his comments, that was there too, but literally there were some people who I are, we're in the gay geek community together, let's just say, that absolutely posted, he is a racist. That was my problem. Which is, not to play devil's advocate and undermine what I said, but sometimes... When you say racist shit, you're a racist. It's true. Sometimes you are. I and agree. you know, like, it, it might be in that moment, in that, that that reasoning, where he said something. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I reread his words so often. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I'm just like, that's some racist, stereotypical yeah. bullshit. Yeah, stereotypical. And that's, Definitely. that's not fair to to use this as your defense. No. And... And and in that instance, I can't I can't defend him. But so, the, the yeah, problem was that it wasn't a defense. It was such an odd entire exchange. It was a matter of mm-hmm. like this question is asked, and you know the exact wording of the question. I don't know. Him basically just saying you don't want me to answer that, and then giving this anecdote, 
and then shutting him down completely. Again, there could be more to their interaction, their dynamic, over the course of the day, over the course of time, whatever the case is. But it just, it wasn't like, I write this because, I will tell you why I write it this way. I will tell you this story. That absolutely is a stereotypical defense of your writing or what you're saying. But when, basically, like, it was almost like, crazy old man just yelling out random yeah. shit. There was a lot of that in this panel. I want to paint the picture a little bit. So it was Chris Claremont. Oh, God. Crazy old man. <laughs> Peter David, increasingly older and crazier man. Uh, Danny Ketchum, Marvel uh, X-Men editor. Mm-hmm. Very nice, attractive Asian man, I found. Uh, uh, Witter, Max Witter from Jean Grey and Cyclops. Scott and Jean, yeah. Scott and Jean, the webcomic, and then he was in uh, Strange... Uh, they, they did, like, Strange Thing. What well, was it? <laughs> anthology series. Anyway. X-Men number 25 he was in. Oh, and he did that for uh, for Bendis, yeah. And it was just odd, because you had these two younger gay comic professionals and these two older heterosexual comic professionals who have contributed to the gay thing, and the dialogue was very just odd, crazy anecdote more relevant to the question. It was just all over the place. If there was a question, it, it felt like where people talk about the debates and questions weren't answered, because, and it felt the same way here. A question would be asked, and it was about LGBT-ness in yep. this writing, and then it would be this whole other conversation. Yeah. And then you're like, where did we go? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still over here waiting for an answer to that. Your segues suck. It, yeah, it just it was well, very it was awkward. Jude, as a moderator, um, and I love her to death. She's very out of the way. Like she doesn't. She'll just put the thing out there. She and throws the question it. in, and then is like, "All right, she, you guys go." She for doesn't it. try <laughs> to keep a conversation going. Pull the pin, throw the grenade. She pretty really, much. Pretty much, and yep. it's very it's very different from what I consider my style or other people's. And she's soft spoken, which very is tough when you're in a room full of guys that are louder than the next. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, so then you, and then you got the super, and you got super gay uh, Max, who's just like, huh. I'm not quite sure why I'm here, but hey, I'm I'm, is, I'm here, I'm queer, get used to it. Like it's, she, she's just there to dodge the splashback. It was, pretty much what's happening. She's splashing her own pool. She's like, I will show you how to download stuff, you know, illegally later. Oh, she Claire's Claremont, <laughs> whatever. Like it just, it was weird. It was an odd panel that ended really oddly with that whole thing. But um, you know, I'm glad we had a discussion about it. Again, there's great resources online to talk about this, but um, we want to share that a personal experience. And then the rest of the show is like, you know, went to our friend Bill and Chris's uh, toys, Tales from the Toy Box back at Rock Bar. Um, that was fun. Uh, didn't get to stay the whole night. We went to the Big Gay Ice Cream Place, which or yes, Big Gay Ice Cream Shop. Yeah, that was that was fun. Delightful. And it was great. So New York's great. Next year, maybe we'll do some more with the Read Pop people. We really enjoy working with them. I'd love to get more of us up there. So we'll see what we can do. And uh, yeah, that was New York Comic Con for us. So. Uh, we are going to move on. We have, like I said, a lot of television. And we're going to actually do a thing where we kind of talk, like each person's got their own shows they're following, and then we can sort of pile on. Um, but let's do one each and see where we're at, and then maybe we'll come back around for a second pass. So favorite show, I don't want to start. I'll let Pat start. I'll take the elephant in the room. S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh We've gone through this. <laughs> Wait, that's your favorite show? I'm actually well. Okay, I don't watch a lot of television overall, mm. um, and stuff I do watch. It, it's, I you know, it, it just I sometimes just watch because I'm a completionist and I hate watch things. Like that's why Supergirl is now on my DVR 
because <laughs> CW pulled all their shit off of Hulu. So I was like, ooh, good. I don't, ha- I don't have to DVR this. I can just watch it on Hulu. Nope, not going to happen. So, you got to download the CW Seed oh, app. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I, I actually, I, yep. I read up a lot on that, and when we get around to me, I'll, I'll, I'll give the deets on that uh, nonsense. That's, that's fine. Their new uh, logo, I, We Defy. Apparently, I, Hulu is who they're defying. Apparently. I don't, I, honestly, when it comes down to it, I don't care if they pull their shit. Uh, we still have it on our DVR. Cool. Um, but S.H.I.E.L.D. has always kind of been one of those, one of those shows. We're now in, what, season four? Three, four? Uh, four sounds close. I think we're four. Yeah. yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, four. Um, Can't even use, like, season finales as a good demarcation line because they were always so uneventful. Well, it was... Until the last one. Because you, yeah. you had Deathlock, intro of the Inhumans, the Inhumans, and now Ghost Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it always started out slow, and it kind of needed to find its footing. And I think when they announced... Ghost Rider, people are like, okay, a name we might know. Most of the time, it's because of <laughs> Nicolas Cage and Johnny Blaze. I'm Ghost Rider. <sighs> and, um, yeah, I, I think this time around, I was expecting them to build to Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah, they always do. Ghost they build, Rider. They build to Deathlock. They build to the Inhumans. <laughs> they build to all of this. Episode one... Five minutes in, like Damn right, right out room. the gate. Damn right, right there out he the is. Gate. They didn't bury the lead. They know? they right came there. out of the gate swinging. And um, while I don't think it is the best show, one hundred percent, like the most amazing. <laughs> no, I I thoroughly enjoyed. I think that they have, I think they found themselves a footing that works for the show. I think the ten o'clock time slot is better. Um, it's more violent. The graphics for Ghost Rider are amazing. They're pretty good. Yep. It's very true to the Reyes incarnation. Well, and 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 that's and that's the thing. And actually, even at, after this last episode, it seems like they are blending Robbie Reyes and Johnny Blaze a little bit. Because from what I've read of Robbie Reyes, he doesn't have a vengeance demon spirit. It's his Serial killer uncle. Which who they've referred to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is why I say it's a blend because yeah. they, in the show, they reference a vengeance demon. Yeah. yeah. Just recently, yeah. Yeah, in this in this last episode, I think yeah, it was. Daisy makes a couple of off-candid comments. And they, they, they mention the vengeance demon and they mention his uncle who is in jail who he says did not do whatever the crime is. Um, whereas his uncle Eli in the comics was a serial killer and then possesses him. Like it's, so yeah. it's this whole kind of twisted, it's like, almost like a firestorm kind of deal, right? Kind of. Cause yeah. they fight for control over, yeah, over yeah, who, yeah. who is in control. So to see the, a little bit of blaze where people know, okay, vengeance demons, you kind of get the, the motive for it a little bit more. And, but still having Uncle Eli involved and having like the Robbie Reyes aspect of it. And no Nicolas Cage. And no Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no motorcycle. The, um, the, was it a Charger? Looks like it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a Charger. Dodge Charger. It's a sexy car. Um, it's popular in every show. I like that. Yeah. Fast and the Furious, Supernatural, I think they all use a Charger. That's great. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, the graphics are seriously on point. Like when the first episode of The Flash, when they did the whole tornado and the whole running, it's. I was like, God damn, this is some cheesy-ass graphics. <laughs> like, it takes you out of that moment. Mm-hmm. And from the first time they showed Ghost Rider to the time where Robbie melted away and became Ghost Rider and there was Skull on fire, 
I was like, I know this is CGI, but it doesn't take me out of that moment. I just sit there and go, oh shit. I mean, like, they have, that the, looks they, have cool. the, they have the skin bubbling effect too. But, yeah, like, and they didn't do a typical like this is just a human skull. It's actually an over exaggerated yes. design. They have the etching yes. on the skull. It's and very, everything. it's very much, it's very much a. Um, like a graffiti style, and yeah. it very much looks like the comic book. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't just go with. I don't remember the artist for that book, but it was. Tried more. It was very distinct kind Tried of style. More. Yeah, it was. It was. It, they're true to it. The show's great. Do you like the Inhuman uh, director of Shield? I'm still on the fence about that. This Patriot. whole ghost storyline is still a little weird. Who? That's who Jeffrey Mace is. He was a '40s character. Called no. the Patriot. Yep. <gasps> so he was, he was a uh-huh. proto Captain America. Holy shit! I and didn't he actually that. became, I think, a, a Captain America after the whole Steve Rogers trapped <sighs> in ice. Wow! Thing. I didn't even catch that connection. But okay, now they cool. made him an Inhuman and just kind of yeah, well, you know, Inhumans are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I love. Can I say the Yo Yo character is one of my favorites? I like that she's sassy. She's I, I sassy. Love her. She's got a cool power. It's a little flashlight, and that she can kind of zoom in, do whatever. She's quicksilver. She's quicksilver. It's well, quicksilver. Kind of, they show the frozen time manipulation. But I love. No, her I love character. when they don't. I love when absolutely it's just like, like they just. It's almost like a flash of the screen, and then right. she's back, and she's like, and I'm just dropping this in the plant. Here. I also really yep. am excited for what the direction they're taking Quake, and mm-hmm. building up. I hope. I mean, they've promised this. They've sort of teased this. Her secret Avenger or secret uh, warriors secret type warriors. thing, yeah. Because I feel like what could happen here is they could build out this secret team that Shield doesn't know about, mm-hmm. even if it's got some of the Shield people in it, to kind of just countercheck whatever's going on in the Shield going public and all that stuff. So I'm I'm I don't I think the season's off to a weird start. I didn't love it at first, but I'm still invested in the characters. Of course, I'm gonna watch it. It's great. I, I I think overall the ghost thing is weird, but you know. I think overall they they have a much better feel of themselves for this season which they needed i am surprised they have kind of they're 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 touching on the whole like mysticism spirits ghost thing before the movies because usually yeah. agents of shield is very reactionary that's to the movies. how they're built well that's how they're going to get people invested before strange comes out exactly because if, if you put that out there to the public which whatever their their viewer viewership is their market share is the people who watch it and maybe don't know Strange, mm-hmm. will now have a little bit of this in the bank going into Doctor Strange, and yeah. it won't be completely new to them. Yeah. So, yep. so Oral. Yeah. What's your favorite show right now? Um, New show. Or I guess returning show is fine. You want returning or e- new? Whatever, either way. Uh, I'll go for new. Okay. Uh, so, and this is totally not what I thought I was going to say. NBC's The Good Place with Kristen Bell. Mel and Ted loves Danson. that show. Yeah, it's, I've heard nothing but good things about it's it. Okay, so much fun. Give us the elevator pitch because I saw Kristen Bell on Conan and I want to know more about. Okay, this. so what it is is that Kristen Bell's character wakes up and she has died. Um, she she died in this really embarrassing sort of way. So she woke up and she died. Well, she, she woke up woke, and she realized she died. She woke. She she she's like, where am I? She's like, <laughs> and Ted Dance is like, hey. I need to tell you something. It's going to be very traumatic, but just calm down. You're dead. It's dead like me. Yeah. No. Except. It's all in the afterlife. It's all the afterlife. So oh. she is in the afterlife. No way. And this place is a utopia. Okay. It's um, it's a neighborhood uh-huh. where you get to live and you have your own house and it's tailored to, you know, whatever you liked in life. Or actually, and like the size of it is based on how many good deeds. Like basically, it's uh, how good of a person you are is the size 
racial okay, pounds. Okay. Um, and so it's it's perfectly tailored to a group of people. So say there are like 400 people in this neighborhood. There are neighborhoods throughout the afterlife, and each and every person gets to live in a neighborhood that's best suited for them. You get to meet your soulmate. Everything is perfect because you were like the best of the best. Here's the catch. She is a terrible person. Okay. She is there by accident. There's been a mix-up. Oh, nice. And so if she made it to the good place and only the best get to the good place, there's the bad place. And she doesn't want to go there. And so she confides in her soulmate. She's like, hey, there's been a mistake. I don't deserve to be here. But I don't want to leave because the alternative is going to the bad place. And it's her trying to learn to be a good person in in Nirvana. Okay. In, in, in heaven. Is it fairly, like, played for the broad, the cheap seats, if you will? No, Or is it's it satirical? Not. Is it's it very like... satirical. Okay. It's very character-driven. Okay. It's not really laugh-out-loud funny all the time. Yeah. But it's just, you're just really, you want to see where this is going. Ted Danson is hilarious. Um, they actually, what's cool is they do spend time introducing other characters, and you find out more about, kind of like I've, I've heard about Orange is the New Black, where like the show really grew when they actually started expounding on other characters' backstories. backstories. Yeah. Same thing with The Good Place. Or like Lost, if you will. Sure. And there's yeah. got another, you know, the other connection. There. What, what yeah. network is it on? NBC. NBC. Okay. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's not going to be for everyone. I, I didn't think it was going to be for me. But I, I thoroughly I love the Kristen Bell to death, mm-hmm. and I like Ted Danson a lot. Is he like another like higher he's, angel or what's? Well, his? they don't call him an angel. He's okay. kind of like a facilitator, oh, like the architect or something like that. Yeah, he's the one like kind of yeah. Place. He oh, crafted this neighborhood oh. for everyone, and everything is just insanely perfect. You can fly because who doesn't want to well, fly in the afterlife? Course, right? It's it's. It's fantastic. So. I love it, Jared. What about you? You watch television? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I know. You're um, Anything good? Well, probably the only show that I've been keeping up with and not very well uh, was uh, American Horror Story, Roanoke, oh. Blair Witch, My Nightmare. All whatever. right. So I know BJ, you're excited about this too. I, I actually, I'm, I, I'm probably about three episodes in. Oh Jesus Christ! All right. So Pat and I just finished the most recent, so mm-hmm. we're not going to spoil it for all oh. of you. But let me just say. What are we on? Did we just finish five? You finished Hotel. No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, episode. Yeah, no, we just finished episode, <laughs> episode five. The arc of this season is surprising. I will just put that out there. It's not doing what I expected, and that's great. Um, so, so please, tell me what you liked about it, like, or what you liked about it. Give me a moment. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me tell you the moment I actually started going. Okay. Because I've always been fascinated by Roanoke. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. our mm-hmm. King's Academy Christian School History book, mm-hmm. Roanoke was kind of surprisingly prominently featured, I think. And there was a lot of stories that stand out when you get a lot of boring, same old stuff. Like, oh, there was a there was a colony that yes. up and vanished? Right. Well, what happened there? Croatoan. Yeah. Right. Croatoan. And then the meaning of that. And, and what this is is kind of fan fiction-y, let's try to figure what happened and we'll just make up our own thing. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But what I also like um, is... That, this is based on a real story. Of course it is. <laughs> what I also like is the way it's shot as a like true crime or unsolved mystery. Yeah, that yeah. was a docudrama. The, docudrama. That was interesting because you, you have the real-life people speaking, and then you have their actor portrayals yes. as someone completely different. Um, 
that was, that was a little off-putting for the first two episodes it's for me. It's weird, yeah. but it gives them a chance to just flex different muscles, I, have different actors. I want to know how that conversation went right. when they all came back to read for their characters. Because generally speaking, the real-life people aren't as attractive as the Well, they're more the dramatization. character actor. So, yeah. like, like, how did that go between Sarah Paulson and everybody? <laughs> Although, if I were Lily Rabe, I'd be a little upset. Not that Sarah Paulson is, is unattractive. But I think Lily Rabe is more attractive. Yes, and then you get I agree. then you get the other the um the sister. How the fuck does she get Angela Bassett to play her? How the fuck does that happen? Like like I I just want I wish I could have been a fly on the wall on that in that script read. And it's just weird because Lily Rabe is the only one of like the long term cast that's on that side of yeah. mm-hmm. the um the dramatization or like the the real the real story part of it. So you get these newer characters that are like okay cool like they're. They're fine. They're they're, and then you get Lily Rabe and then Sarah Paulson is that same character. It just it felt that's the part that feels a little weird on that casting. I would rather three new people be these people and then have all of these other characters that yeah. we know be the dramatization because that's really where the meat of the story is and we know these people already. Yeah, as different characters. Uh, um, but, you know. One question I had though was um, the uh, the Roanoke cult or whatever that was. Their diction is very peculiar. Yes, there's a mix of Northern England uh-huh. mm-hmm. and probably some other parts of England that I'm not sure about exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's all over the place. And and uh, Kathy Bates' character yeah. is very pronounced like Northern England. Yes, because yeah. I remember she, she was saying uh, Meyer and Mook. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like I love that though because I hate seeing uh, uh, Pilgrim era stuff or even because pre Pilgrim mm-hmm. right and it, they're all very like American accents or like I just remember years ago yeah. seeing like some awful Pilgrims Thanksgiving thing well, and yeah and they were, they're English they should be sounding like they're English and how, how about with a Russian with played by a Scottish person that was always the best part of October oh well you know yeah well yeah. And the Roanoke was Roanoke supposedly was like a newer. Yeah, like fr- these people were fresh off the boat. Yeah. so Lord knows. Right, it's predates uh, Virginia, which is another good show, by the way. Just fresh off the boat. Yeah, is that, yeah. Is that back? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's back. Season two. 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 Yeah. We did, We still. We wanted to find Wong's from from the fresh off the boat fame. Uh, Wong's what's it called? The House of Bao. Bao House. House. Bao House. House of Bao. House of Bao. Uh, <laughs> New Netflix show coming this fall, <laughs> but we didn't get no, to it. Anyway. Actually, it's a Vice show. Back to Roanoke. Oh, wow, uh, Roanoke. Back, 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 back to Roanoke. Back to Roanoke. Really back in. Really. <laughs> oh, sorry, I <laughs> I sorry, I tried to make a joke. <laughs> but what I really enjoy, and you guys haven't quite got there, mm-hmm. is some of the other characters in that world. Uh-huh. But one that you have seen is Leslie Jordan's character. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cricket? Which, did Cricket show up? No. So Leslie Jordan played a witch in Coven. Yeah. Leslie Jordan, if you don't know, is a gay comedian. Tiny gay man. Tiny gay Tiny. man. Sorted Lives is one of his big Sorted Lives. Both uh, uh, in the movie. He's been on Will and Grace multiple times as um, Beverly Leslie, for, for those older gays that know that. Yes. But every time I hear Cricket, I just think of Wanda Sykes from Will and Grace. <laughs> when Karen wants to have a baby, so she... Decides that the the girl at the makeup counter is going to be her surrogate, and it's Wanda Sykes, and her character is, is Cricket. Okay. I don't know. I, I spin over forever. So Leslie Jordan. What I love about Leslie Jordan's character, have you 
Have you seen where he is on his way out on an Uber? No. No, that's no. episode four. Yeah. I can't ruin it for you, but there is probably one of the best lines uttered from a gay character in any sh- in a long time, and you'll just have to see it when you see it. Um, but his character is interesting. I do like the... Um, so there's a scene, and you've probably seen this. Mm. They're doing the interviews, and then one of the characters wants to stop, and they cut away to like this, the production crew. Did you see that? No, no they no. haven't done that yet. I um, think it's three or four. Oh, anyway, it must be three or four. Yeah, yeah. So that is a moment that I think narratively might come back, and what it, what it says to me is if the show wanted to explore more of like that crew mm-hmm. doing something, that could be a possibility. Actually, I think that's tonight's episode. Well, it's not five. We just watched it. Okay. I'll tell you that much. All but right. all I'm saying is they wanted, I, they could. I saw a promo for tonight's episode, and it looked like it was Tonight? the, the Wait, Wednesday. They played on Wednesday, BJ. Wednesday. Sorry. No, no, Sorry. it's I'm all right. But you mean else. this coming one? <laughs> this, uh, this coming one. So, so there is a, they've opened a narrative door that doesn't mean that they'll focus on these specific characters for the whole show. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is interesting, because the whole thing is Roanoke, or my Roanoke nightmare, but it could expand the world beyond that. Mm. Not beyond Roanoke, but those characters. And also, there is a callback to season, was it, what's Carnival or, or um, Freak Show? Freak Show. Or, there is a callback to that season coming, mm-hmm. if you have not seen that yes, yet. Yes, they, they tie into the, the lineage of one of the characters, one of the main characters oh, okay. from Freak Which Show. Which I think is cool, because I'm, I'm a big <laughs> continuity nerd, and any time you knit one story to another, even if it's a very throwaway connection, I get excited. I like it. And he caught it from the minute they mentioned the, the character's name. But if you miss that... They spell it out for you about five minutes later when they basically give you the guy's lineage and end it with that one character. Why like, leave it uh, to a YouTube video to show it <laughs> when you can just say it yourself? They are putting these people out of work. And by work, I mean they need to do something. So YouTube's already taking money YouTube. out of their hands anyway. So anyway, we've yes. hijacked your, your contribution, but is there anything else? No, you're Roanoke? good, you're good. That's, okay. That is... Uh, and I'm glad they started calling it American Horror Story Roanoke because I refuse to call it my Roanoke, um, my Roanoke. No, it sounds like, like a band name. So when <laughs> when the first episode sound good, like, when the first episode came out, like everyone's like, "What the hell do we call this?" Yeah, seriously. <laughs> American uh, Horror Story Blair murder Witch house, Murder Blair House six, Murder six, Farmhouse Murder <laughs> Redneck. Did we just call it Six home. Question Mark? Is it, is it six, this it, Six Question Mark? Yes. Although I did, the only time I actually kind of liked it was when they said, uh, when they call it My Roanoke Nightmare, An American Horror Story. That's really fucking wordy, but that makes it sound cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like, it fits it. It does. The whole it fits idea it of the show yes. name. Yeah. Yes. But now, now you start seeing the actual, like, official American Horror Story Roanoke. Like, so it's, yeah. they're now just using that as the, the shorthand for it, which is good. All right, BJ, what you got? All right, since Jared technically snaked one of the shows I wanted to talk it's about, right. I'm going to snake one of Jeff's. God damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Ash versus the Evil Dead Season oh, 2. It's so good. It's everything. I need to watch. I will have it's, Cinemax. It is. Star- stars. I actually stars. broke down, and I, I, I got I got the free trial of Stars on um on Amazon Instant Video. That's how oh, we got it. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's an extra, like, $9, and you just add it on to your Amazon Prime membership, really? and you can get all the st- Stars. TV shows and movies, it's, it's kind of like old HBO Go For where you don't. Year? You, yeah. Wow. And you get it the day after they air. Oh man. Yeah. So, I gotta do that now. It's yeah. it's, uh, it's absolutely amazing. But I watched the first season and I loved the first season. Yes. I didn't think. I didn't think they could go any gorier. Mmm. Foreplay. But foreplay. Yeah, that was season, foreplay. Season one was foreplay. 
I and I just love I love how they set up the shots because I'm just sitting there and Ash is standing in a room full of dead bodies and I'm like he's going inside one of those mm-hmm. and, and not sure in the enough, way you'd want him to and not in the way you would want him to um, it's it's funny it's horrifically gory um, we get more Lucy Lawless they she's a main character now character. she's a main character now I wouldn't I, well, I won't say redeemed but yeah, they, no. they, they've given us more of her and I wanted more of her oh, last I love season her. she was the one of the best things about this new incarnation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're getting, we're getting, we're. I mean, we're getting more story on the uh, Necronomicon. Um, you know, we get Lee Majors as Bruce Campbell's dad. That yes, inspired casting, and oh he is God. just as chauvinistic <laughs> and like overly cheesy womanizer as as Bruce Campbell. You can uh, give Bruce Campbell a run for his money. It proves to watch this. It, it runs in the family, but it. I mean, I mean, the narrative's great. All the char- all the characters that are there, and it's it, the best part that I think because I binge watched season one. It's a half hour long episode. You can pop through these real fast and just slam, get the gore, get the jokes, get out. On to the next episode. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really if you're a pretty much if you're a horror fan of any kind of horror, if you like if you like camp, you got to watch the show. It's. Have it's you watched absurd. it, Oral? Deadites or zombies? I ain't doing that shit. <gasps> and I love the deadites. Wait, wait, I thought you had That's a whole true. thing about what's eating Oral. Yeah, and the second episode just dropped, and it's awful because that means we have nothing in the in the in the buffer, uh-huh. and I have to record a new one. You should watch Evil Dead, the I first one. I don't want to, and we probably will. I was gonna say that's the whole point of the show. Does does the show take comments or suggestions of stuff? Sure. Well, I know the person who makes it. I'll <laughs> pass it along. Yeah, right? pass it along. You probably will get heard. But yeah, no, that that I think that's that's one of, that's definitely my top pick for for this fall right. TV season. I'm very jealous, Jeff. Okay, so now if we're doing just favorite show. There's a show I'm actually catching up on. I don't know if they've premiered the third season yet, but You're the Worst. <gasps> yeah, they've premiered that. I think that if a show was a spirit animal, You're the Worst would be my spirit animal. Really? This show is so fucking funny. And I had no idea it existed for two years. And it makes me sad. But I'm catching up on Hulu. Um, new shows that I like. Uh, I actually like Lethal Weapon a lot. It's very very by the numbers, very cheesy, but it's it's like an 80s action movie every week. So, I kind of oh. like that. Um, and they're they're still they're, they're kind of dwelling on the first movie setup where Mel Gibson was not only crazy, but he was also suicidal because, you know, his wife had died. So, they're sticking with that motif of okay. of the guy who plays him on the show being just off the rails and potentially dangerous because he wants to kill himself. Um, but yeah. So, between those two, I mean, I was going to talk about the Flash but Pat kind of talked about the first episode. It's it's okay. I am kind of... Obli- da, 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 I was da, more da, just da, referring da, to da. the first episode of the series, but yeah, I was not impressed oh, with no. Flashpoint. In, yeah, two tornadoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, if one wasn't cheesy enough, Let's we'll do it again. Two tornadoes. Yeah. 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 Run, Barry. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's There was so much buildup for Flashpoint. And, and even like, the buildup was cheesy, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I, I, I think it, it, there was so much like when they, they did the, you know, tweeted out the picture of like the script and it was like Flashpoint. And it's like all this stuff like, okay, we're gonna do this. And yes, I understand that the timeline has has changed and they're doing these little things, but. Hold up. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You make such a point of this and you wrap it up in a 40-minute episode. Well, well, that, but that's the thing. They're, now it's spilling over into I, the season. No, I get that. But but I would I would have liked to have seen maybe... A two-part to yeah. explore this new world. Yeah. Age of Apocalypse still did that whole going back in time, alternate timeline. Let's go back. That that you can't do a way better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. True. So this <laughs> Age version of Apocalypse, of it, come on. It's yeah, the fact that they had the balls back then to yeah, we're gonna stop all of the X books for the whole summer while we put out these alternate books mm. yeah. and just yeah. let so you good. let you just ruminate on it. So good. But this one, I mean, Flashpoint, I'm, I'm, I like. I miss the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole industry based on that sentiment um, right now, know. right? Seriously. Um, but I do enjoy because I can imagine on the actor side that it gives them more to do now. Like the guy who played Cisco actually oh, has yeah. something to be besides just you usual cheesy Cisco. He yeah. It's a way off to and... shake the ant farm and do something yeah. different without having something The, the only thing that actually, like, and you knew it was going to happen, but made me kind of a little giddy was at the end of episode two? Are we two episodes in? Yeah, we're yeah, two, episodes yeah. two episodes At the end of oh, episode with, uh, two, when, when Barry walks out and Caitlin's just like, <laughs> yes. she has that look and she puts her hand out and it starts to crackle yes. and, and look like dry ice and I was like, ooh. And I love, yes. and I love, I love how Barry just can't not. He, he just can't not be like, everything's fine. And I'm like, you should know by now, Barry. When you that, say those words. That was why I, I liked that they threw back in uh, Jay Garrick again. Yep. To mm. be like, Barry, stop fucking up. <laughs> you fucking up. I need you oh to get God. good at this speed and, thing. Speaking of, I miss the 90s. When Jay Garrick pulls him into the diner and what was it, Runaway Train? Yeah, Runaway yep. Train. Yeah, Dawson's, Dawson's Creek, Creek, Creek was on, on the, the TV. TV. Yep. He's like, uh, and Barry actually goes, what year is this? <laughs> really? You are so young. It was so you were probably good. a little sperm cell when these things were happening. See, and I had had hopes that Barry was at least within my generation, but no, no, he is. He in was fact, the cusp of this. He is. He's probably like twenty six. Yeah. yeah, he's young. But yeah, so I mean, I, the, the Flash, Arrow, all the. Actually, I actually really like DC's Legends of Tomorrow, but Arrow and the Flash have become the obligatory. I'm going to continue watching. Because I've watched it this long, and until they really piss me off, I'm not going to stop, I guess. So, that's that's what The Flash has become. But yeah, favorite show is still You're the Worst. Yeah. That's a fantastic, fantastic show. So, I want to talk about Luke Cage, but oh my god, I feel like there's going to be a lot to unpack there. So I think That needs its own micro. I think we, we need, need a, a, micro, need a micro for that. Yeah. But I want to at least mention, and I feel very happy, and it's all because we were in New I York. haven't started episode four. 
Oh. Well, you got a long so, way to go. Of great. Yeah, okay. I know. Uh, so don't oh. say anything no, 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 besides that it's great and we're doing a Microsoft. We will. Literally, I have dodged I won't spoil everything. anything. They all you don't already know. It just everybody well, I am off. proud that Pat and I finished the whole show in like record time because we had nothing better to do at his parents' place. They do a strange we pivot were... with Marvel Zombies at episode four, and then know. the rest of the season is Marvel Zombies? I don't know why they did and that. And then Jean Grey showed up. Well, Captain I don't know how America the fuck they pulled that off. They had an uncensored <laughs> episode where you get to see his junk, and that's gone now. I mean, I was, I'm sorry, As what? a straight man, I was impressed. <laughs> um, but no, we will we will talk about Luke Cage in more detail. Suffice to say, it was great. And then episode six, it just turned into Jessica Jones season two. I don't know what happened. Ah. It was great. <laughs> So now what I will talk about then, because um, I haven't finished uh, Mr. Robot Season 2, and that's what I wanted to talk about, but I, anyway, long story short, didn't get to finish it. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is back, and as much as the first season was kind of cheesy fun... Also playing it safe. Yeah. Se- second season. No. Oh, no. They're writing shit off. They're bringing in the Justice Society of America, which is very near and dear to my heart. Legion, Legion of Do- Legion of Legion Doom of seems Doom's to be getting... coming into play. They're like, nuking New York City. <laughs> they're doing some crazy shit. I don't know. And I really thought the first episode was a lot of fun. Although when they scattered, we all see, some of us have seen it. Enough of us have seen it. No. They scattered them all across time as it, this way to save them. It was called Time Scatter. Time Scatter. Yeah, really. <laughs> right on the nose. I kind of thought that would be more of a. Let's go build the team back up over the course of a few episodes. Oh, yeah, no. They were like... kind of like, oh, no, we're doing it now. Okay, great. We're going to do a montage. Yes. But I am still enjoying it. Except for Rory. Well... Rory, they're going to need some time to find him. (laughs) This is the only thing I will say. In fact, someone who reviewed this, I forgot who it was, they said that, like, they're just making an American Doctor Who. And that's fine, because Doctor Who, even though it's perfectly great, good show for America, you don't need to be, like, an Anglophile to like Doctor Who. This is just another incarnation of it with different characters, and it's fine. It's an anthology show. You can tell a Western, because they're going to do a Jonah Hex story again. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to have a you know period piece back in like the 1700s, Queen Elizabeth, who knows. Like That's what they're doing, and it's cool. I'm fine with that. I'm a Doctor Who fan. Of course I'm fine with that. But the character, the actors themselves are having so much fun. Rory... Uh, Rip Hunter? Rip Hunter is is, is going to be a part of the show, even if he's not in every episode, which is still cool. Dominic Purcell, I was actually... I'm, I yeah. Had, I liked him on Prison yes. Break, but I only liked the first season. Yes. I really like him as what? Firefly? Is that who he's playing? No, or? he's... Uh, ca- not Captain Cold. He's... He's Heat Wave. Heat Wave. Heat Miser. Heat Miser. Heat Miser. Heat Miser. He's Heat Wave. I love... Brandon Ralph, because they, I think they even make like a Superman joke in this, like yep. all the Boy Scout or something. Like he is Iron Man as the Atom, and that's fine. And the Time Scatter joke, which I don't know if you guys have read the Atom series where he's in like the the jungle running around. Oh with, yeah, like, the ants and doing all this crazy. Like that was sort of like a nice little reference to that. They, yeah, um, they did some really good references in that. I love the episode. unabashed lesbian. Content oh, with God. Sarah Lance. Sarah Lance. I love her. Awesome. Lock up your daughters. <laughs> Sarah Lance will get them. Lock up your, like, your village. Like I, God bless her. I love and I even that character's fairly like that's like a, an arrow invention, right? Like there was no white, white canary. canary. Yeah, no, there the was Hawk. There, the closest I, can, I could draw is to Hawk and Dove. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. But no, but this, yeah, no, she's something else, and it's it's really good. And uh, oh, and of course, um, Firestorm. <laughs> Doctor, uh, what's what's Dr. Stein? Doctor Stein, played by the uh, Victor amazing Garber. Victor Garber, Silver Fox that he is, sinfully delicious. Yes. <laughs> he's he's happily married. Is he married to a man? Yeah, no. Yep. Is, is he? He is. 
He is. He is. That 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 ship has sailed, Brian. I'm sorry. Uh they live in New York. He's on the list. He's on your. He's, he's on, on your list of five. Swingers. Apparently, at BJ's birthday brunch, this one over here is talking about. Oh, once you got a couple of breakups under your belt, now he's trying to get him hooked up with Victor Garber. What? I'm sitting right here. I don't even know what you're. Oh talking man, about. I was probably on like my third champagne bottle by then. Wait, we, we were talking about relationships. Wait, did I make that? Comment? Yes. <laughs> How did I miss this? Yes. Oh, damn it. That's not me. No, I'm, say, I'm saying he's. At first, he's. He's. Oh. If I slept with Victor Garber, would you have a problem? They yeah, swing. Exactly. <laughs> it was, that picture would go up on the wall with Victor the rest of the Garber <laughs> is an American treasure. Just like Anderson Cooper. Oh, In fact, can treasure. I get a video of the two of them? Because that'd be amazing. I will say this. So if much you, silver. If you <laughs> do sleep with Victor Garber, he, at some point he just has to do these. Simply, Simply delicious. delicious Cocoa Devil. <laughs> and then I'd be fine with it. I'm okay with that. I want him to sing something from Joseph and the, Joseph and the Multicolored oh, Cream Oh, God. Code. No, no. Godspell. Godspell. Sorry. Your oh fantasies are so weird. Bad Broadway queen. Uh, God coming from you. Coming from, me. from you. Coming from me. I mean, he's not. He, it's not like he's a, a PE teacher he's in your m- fantasies, but you know, it's technical dream. Wait, to be fair. Mike is the PE teacher in my in your fantasies. No, my, no, you know, no, you're the PE teacher, and Mike is. <laughs> is it Wait, science teacher. Hold the science teacher. Science teacher. Hold the fucking <laughs> Wait, does he have a? T- does he have How am I the PE oh, yeah. teacher? With the whistle. Oh yeah. And the clipboard. Oh yeah. <laughs> All of it. His balls are Nobody out, knows so. this, Mike, but if you ever yes. listen to the show, yes, which Jared? you should. I know, we're totally off on a tangent. I know. What the fuck are you guys talking about? I have no <laughs> goddamn clue. It's a so there, there is a friend of ours of that... Jump in the crazy pool. We say, and a lot of times has a, a striking resemblance to Brian. Okay. BJ has like fantasized about the two of them in one of his sexual fantasies okay. in which Mike is a science teacher and Brian <laughs> so is a PE teacher in this fantasy. a math teacher. <laughs> and I remember BJ saying this like two years ago with Tidal Waves to me. And I don't know how this hasn't come up before now. I don't get it. No, you actually is mi- of mixed curling? the two of them up. You were like, is that Brian? And it was Mike walking across the parking lot, me and, me and Pat. Oh, yes, <laughs> that guy. We about yeah. lost our minds. Are you serious? For real? Yeah. I didn't oh, have yeah. my glasses on. I'm like, it looks like Brian. It's got oh, the same silhouette. My God. Died right there. You really got to find a new look. Yeah, I do. All right. All right. So, so all of this is prelude, of course. To the show that we need to give homage to, the show that has dominated our lives. Twisting it. In I, some way. Before we get into before we get oh, into yeah, that sorry. one, can I do one honorable mention that oh, sure. I didn't? Um, it's coming up soon on HBO. It's called Insecure. No, it's already out. Did it, did they do the first? <laughs> they, they, I know they did a, the preview episode. Yeah, no, no. It's did, right. it, did it come out already? Mm-hmm. All right. So HBO, it's a half-hour um, comedy show, and it is based off of the web series Awkward Black Girl. Where Issa Rae is yes. um, a, a substitute teacher. She's a teacher, and the previews. I don't. I don't know like all the details. Obviously, it's it's a woman like getting ready to hit her thirties, a black woman in America about to hit her thirties, and just kind of dealing with life and kids and like. And when I say kids, I mean her students being her students and all of it. Just every the previews have looked amazing, absolutely amazing. And that's Insecure on HBO. So I at least wanted to put a new show out there for my my TV round. Coincidentally, we probably saw that preview on a uh, Westworld uh, watching. I don't know. Westworld, the show of broken dreams. It was during my uh, my binge of Game of Thrones while they were showing it heavily. 
back a couple first, of months ago. I think the first time I saw it was when I watched. But Westworld. yes, when we watched Westworld the other day, it, it is one of the, the <laughs> so, trailers. God damn it, Hurricane Matthews. Funny story. Um, we were. <laughs> I think we've alluded to this, if not outright said it. We were actually reached out to by the producers of Westworld or, or a creative agency like promoting the show. Stop. Not producers. Just, Back up. HBO asked us. Yeah. You don't have to give them right? the nuts and bolts. I. You are the worst publicist I'm ever. I'm a PE teacher, goddamn This it. is why you're the PE teacher. Shut up. I teach maths. All right, everybody. No. Let's do some. What was it? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> suicide drills. Pick up, pick up sticks. What, what was the one you do like the, the Pilates? Spur pickers, where you have to go through your th- your legs three times. You, you think I ever did these growing up? That's true. I got on a P because I was in marching you band. You fat so, bastard. All right, so let's just be honest. Like we we were we wanted we were going to be involved in helping promote the show. We were going to be going to a a panel discussion about uh, LGBT and other issues, I gender. I, I don't even know what the panel discussion was. Oral was going to be a uh, part of that panel. It was going to be a hot panel. And the, they panelist. asked for him. They asked by name for Oral, as do we all. I think they were just, they got the wrong email, and they were just trying to get them sexy time. Well, they were too late. Just kidding. But, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, they also, they were like, well, can you come up? No? Can we get oral? <laughs> Long story right. short, a little thing called a hurricane came in the way, and there was Complete a curfew. Curfew, and a run on the banks. And gas stations. Oh, there's one yep. right the banks down here? Too. Oh, and, and grocery stores. Yes. Um, out of canned goods, water, water batteries, um, batteries, bread. It like Omega Man. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, yeah. It was like Black Friday. I visited four different stores, not because I needed anything, just because I wanted to see how bad it got. No food, no money, no gas. You anywhere. better lock your ass indoors because nobody left their houses pretty much from Thursday night through Saturday. If yes. You weren't paying attention. Saturday. I was two. lucky to find gas up until Saturday at a Wawa. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Friday afternoon was Orla- Orange when they lifted the the. Yeah. It's like Wawas were open and I think Seven Elevens were open. Yeah. yeah. They were slammed. Um. You drove through town and saw a lot of boarded up windows, down trees. Um, and Wild dogs running across the street. <laughs> were you were you boarding up the shop? I didn't do it. Oh, okay. I was sitting in Taco Bell parking lot eating Taco Bell, watching the shop, and I was like, "I'm gonna board up the shop." Like yeah. you do, like um, seeing nature. So, like, mm. so not unlike a virtual reality experience of a hurricane preparation, um, <laughs> that we all well, we were in New York, we didn't get to witness this, but y'all got to witness this back here in Florida. And it prevented you from going up there. But well, and we had a game plan. We oh, had, yeah. had a plan. Oral. You say, oh, yeah. Why did you back out? We did. Jeff and I literally were in it to win it. We, were doing, we, were, <laughs> like, we were doing it like we were discussing, okay, Friday morning. We are going to keep it open until Friday morning. Then we'll make our final decision. Yeah. <laughs> and then Thursday night was like, well, fuck, that curfew. Yeah. And so um, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But we watched the show. Yes, we did. The first and second episode. Uh-huh. At least most of us. No, I, didn't, most, no, I mean, I didn't. they early, they sneak peeked the early of the second episode. So yes, yes. they got we all got to see that a week early if we just got the regular HBO access. Let me just say from a totally unbiased like this is I, pretend they never reached out to us. I would love this show no matter what. Absolutely. This show scratches itches that I've had since Lost, before Lost. Girl, is that your sciatica? Actually, oh, yeah. Um, this is hemorrhoids flaring up. Battlestar Galactica, probably a little bit of Lost, 
but we're talking way back. Like anything Blade Runner that explores the idea of artificial intelligence as expressed in the form of a robot or oh, so a humanoid you mean or whatever. Even back when you were reading Isaac Asimov. Yes. And in fact, they referenced that that the robots had this, you know, programming that prevents them from killing the or three hurting rules. people. Right. Which is based on the three the three laws of robotics. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So like this show is meant for not just me, but certainly got a part of it right aimed at my heart. And it's executed really well in and, and I've seen Westworld the movie, but it was you know, years ago, and I need to go back and watch it again. So it was a John Crichton, a John Crichton, Michael, Michael, not Farscape, Michael Crichton novel. Uh, no, I actually, I, I no, it wasn't a novel. It was a movie. It was a he movie. Scripted. He, he wrote and directed. Right. Did he directed. He did. Holy shit. Um, and they've adapted this into more of a long form thing, which is great because I think that story needed to be unpacked and, and explored. It's a world. It's a whole universe of 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 science fiction where. People can go into this space and interact with these dinosaurs. Nope. Nope. It's different? Uh, it's different. Yes, different. Okay. Nice. Seems the same. Listen, okay, Crichton <laughs> does have these certain things that he brings up and uses. Anyway. He got stuck on It's a Small World when he was a kid it, and it traumatized probably, him. Actually. Um, but no, you go in and you interact with this whole Western landscape. And you can, kind of like a modern MMO, you can use the storylines and like do the, the main story quests. Or you can go off and do your own little side thing and either kill engines or fuck hoes. I mean, basically, Hookers that's what they're blow. Did you just say engines? Yes. He meant automobile engines? No. Uh, this is a, a world that demonizes the American Native Americans. It does. They showed that in the second episode. It was more of the terminology. Oh, well, I'm not. Obviously, I don't have a pejorative against American Native Americans. But that's what this world is built on. It's built on that, that shit in reverse. Back that car up. See, that is a quote. That is not a me being a racist. I'm just putting that out there. But no, that's the world you know they're this playing is? off of. This is real life Red Dead Redemption. It took yes, me back. Thank you. As thank I was you. seeing the giant desert landscape, I thought, first I thought, fuck, that's a lot of green for a desert. Second thing I thought was, this is like real life Red Dead. Oh, man, I need to go back and play Red Dead. It's more like, I need to it's play like it West, but like prairie. Yeah. Like yeah. elements yeah. of prairie. It's got that too. Um, but really what what I find so fascinating about this series, and and they tout it as like the, the origins of sin. Yeah. And not not sin as this sort of like biblical thing, even though you're dealing with like the creation of life and, and death and what it means to be alive and or human. It is it is this deep dive into what it is to have these impulses. Have the, yeah, not even it's like having the guise of civilization and stripping individuals away and seeing what they are at their core. Right. Yeah. And when you do that, and even people who seem benign um, and ha- don't seem to have any ulterior motives in the first and second episodes, you see this sort of perverse darkness, and they either like feed into that, or they're so oblivious to how they interact because you know these these androids are are. In- Intelligent, not necessarily sentient, all of them, but intelligent to a point where they can have, uh, they, they can simulate, and maybe it's more than a simulation, like feelings and emotions and these and more, memory and memory. Well, that's the key when he unlocks that ability for them to remember mm-hmm. their past lives, if you will. That seems to be the kickstart for their sentience. But but what's so horrific? Goddamn Windows that Update. These these androids. 
you know, some of them are are designed to be evil. Some of them are supposed to be that wholesome, you know, like swashbuckling hero or not necessarily damsel in distress. It's just like strong, independent woman who's a Pollyanna. Um, but the way like the the um, the managers and the the coders uh, and the staff of Westworld treat these things and they call them like livestock and they you see you they know behind the scenes the yeah. uh-huh. oh sure and it's just it's these like really sterile lifeless sort of scenes well, like, and they're s- horrific because they stand in stark contrast to these androids in their quote unquote natural habitat yeah um and they're you know they're pleasant and they're kind and yes they have issues but like I mean, humanity's just fucked. Like that's what you get out of the first couple of episodes of Westworld. You might have some good people, but ultimately yeah. we're fucked. Well, Doctor mm-hmm. Ford talks about that. How we have reached the apex of our like yeah, abilities as there's humanity. No, there's no more sickness. There's no more death. We've we've conquered all these things. It gives you those little hints about what humanity is like outside of this, and it's just like. Fuck, man is the true monster. It's pretty. It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. I mean, it's pretty. Um, uh, depressing or uh, dystopian. Mm-hmm. But what is cool to me is they're exploring these concepts of simulation and of of like emergent intelligence. And that's what the main character, uh, oh, I can't think of her name. Oh, Evan Rachel Wood? Yeah, well, that's her actor, yeah. But, but her character in the simulation, like her... Seemingly, the like, original. She's like one of the original hosts. She's been. She's like the longest running host. The basically the longest keep, running android in Westworld. They keep patching her and improving her and all this stuff. And to me, as a programmer, like this is some like very, like we don't model humans, but the fact that they're perfecting these simulations, the fact that they're like reusing these things, like that all speaks to the thing I do day to day. And on top of that, the sci-fi element. The, the character that uh, Ed Harris plays. Oh, man. The, the, man, man, in the, black. the I, man in Black. That is like my favorite Ed Harris character. Well, in the movie, that's a robot. And in this yeah. show... Dolores. See, Dolores, thank you. In, yeah, because you can hear Ed saying, come on, Dolores. Um, Names that rhymes with a woman's body part. Uh, Dolores! <laughs> it's but a Seinfeld they, um, joke. But the, the, the twist on this, at least one of the twists, <laughs> is that he is not a robot, evidently. He seems to be... A player, a part of the, you know, a human coming into the game. Have you heard of the crazy fan theory about Ed Harris's character? Can I share it with you? Sure. Uh, the the character they introduced in the second episode, Jimmy, mm-hmm. who they sh- or no, the actor's name is Jimmy. Uh, I forget what his real name is, in the, or his name is. He in the was show. an ex machina, yes. Yes. Um, they're basically saying that that is the flashback version of the Man in Black. That the reason why, because they show him getting off a train, which if you compare to the season one episode where everybody is being kept, the hosts are being kept in cold storage, mm. it looks surprisingly similar to the train station that he yeah. walks out of. Yeah. That is interesting. The Westworld logo is different from what the current day Westworld logo really? is, so it looks like the older version of it. And they're saying that basically he picks the white hat when he walks in, because originally he goes in intending to be a good person, right. and he's evolved. I mean, this is just theory based on two episodes, that he's going to evolve <laughs> into what becomes the man in black. Because he says, I've been coming here for 30 years and you never remember me, you know, to Dolores at the end, or yeah, when, yeah. He, when he kills her the first time. 
Um, and oh, basically, he's been coming there so long that he's now gotten to this. I want to know what's beyond this. I want to know the metagame to right. Westworld, and he's doing all these things. Which opens up a whole new depth of story that they could tell that they're alluding to very Lostianly, like you know, oh, let's put some little breadcrumbs out there. Yeah, but um, it's just it's, it's a it's and the music's by the same composer uh, of Game of Thrones. Oh, and I uh, like the way it incorporates Rajwan something. Does does yeah. Yeah. yeah, it incorporates the. Um, Player piano, which is yeah. a powerful metaphor mm-hmm. for what Westworld is as this and artistic these, instrument that it's, plays it's, itself. It's like Bioshock Infinite, where they'll, they'll throw in current day songs or, yes. or a little yes. older songs yeah. into the player piano. And you know, like seeing all of these different characters interact, seeing that you know these these hosts are doomed to repeat these cyclical yep. like storylines in like a an world MMO. that completely resets itself because it has no history. Right. It's just it is. One of those really smart, grandiose meditations on indulgence and and the the psyche and the sense of self. Mm. And when you're when you're liberated from these like social constructs uh, constructs and norms, like are you still yes. human? You? Yep. Are you know? Are you still intrinsically like you said, Jeff? Like, are you you? Like, are you a a good and moral person, and in a world with no morals, is having morals still relevant? Yeah. Right. Well, and it's exploring what people playing online gaming on MMOs they're doing now, mm-hmm. and I keep seeing that metaphor played out. The when they're unveiling the new storyline and talking about how oh it's gonna be great, all this bloodshed and gore and all this stuff, and four comes up and it's like why. What's the point? You're but, just revealing who you are as a creator, not who the character is. But the, the fucked player. up part about that is Anthony Hopkins, as the Walt Disney of all this, kind of shows that his version, the one he built, is the version that allows for people to kind of come in and rape and pillage and mm-hmm. kill and do whatever they want. And that was the one he basically set out to make. Yeah. Like, that's his version of this this whole experience. Because oh. it lets them show who they are. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and while all of that to me is very interesting. Um, I'm excited to see that that watershed moment when they realize that, you know, these androids are now like individual selves, an amalgam of their past lives and their current story yes, arcs. Yes. And what like and how you're going to treat them. And when they have choice. And w- yeah, because you know, like as of right now, even though like the the guests, the humans in this world are despicable. These are things to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what happens when they stop being things. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for us, we know that, you know, there's more to them that we, that, you know, these characters know. But the know. players don't know. Yeah. That yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happens when, like, you have that moment where, do I value you because you can think for yourself? You now have these, like, desires that aren't pre-programmed to you? Or do I think this is just, you know, yeah, that might be all well and good, but you're you're not flesh and blood. Yeah. So yeah. So the um the 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 show is getting some negative uh, press. I'll just put this out there. We were listening to a uh, that was like some Canadian uh, pop culture show on uh, WMYC when we were up in New York, and they were complaining about how the rape is depicted and how and and some people were saying that it's getting criticism because of that like like Game of Thrones like other HBO shows that kind of feature that you know as a Sexplo- storytelling like sex exploitation yeah and and the the only thing that was said is stay tuned because 
this is the prologue to setting up these androids' ownership of their own society yeah. and what they're doing. And so you have to have this to show what they do then in response. It's like you, have, so. you see Joffrey or Ramsey Bolton Basically, you punish them for being the bad guy, and it's like, well, wait, if once they get their comeuppance, you're going to feel better about it because they did these horrible things. It's, yeah. justifica- it's justification for well, – it's storytelling. It's, it's storytelling trope. It's storytelling. So, yeah, I mean, but that was something interesting that had been brought up in kind of a critical moment for the show. But overall, I think we all who've seen it really agree. It's, it's, it's probably one of the most exciting shows that's come out in a while. Episode 3 is on tonight. And episode 3 is on mm-hmm. tonight, and I'm very excited about watching it. So – uh, if you haven't had a chance, go check out Westworld. Pat and I are really sad. We missed an opportunity to go see the VR. They actually had a, a HTC Vive, like, sort of... The Vive is amazing! The Vive is really amazing. If you haven't had a chance, it's to check it out. It's worth the extra $200 over the Oculus. <laughs> well, yeah. Is it 200 um, or 400 200 It's a lot. 400 over the PSVR. Oh. Yeah, 400 over the PSVR. But let me tell you, it's, it's worth checking out. Now, we got to move on. We don't have a whole lot of time left. We'll probably have to save our comic book discussion for another time. But I do want to put out there, one of our former uh, straight boys on the floor. I think you were a straight boy on the floor at one point, Jeff. Yeah, now I have a chair. You have a chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob just attended Final Fantasy XIV's Fan Fest out in Los Angeles. Or, uh, uh, Las Vegas. Vegas. Are we two Final Fantasies beyond that? No, 15 is about to come out. Okay. But 14 is the MMO world that they're still building on. They That's just, when they relaunched and did all that stuff. We're sorry. Here it is reborn. Here it is all over again. <laughs> but let me totally tell you, different. it's a great game that he got me into, and they just announced a new expansion coming out next year called Stormblood, I believe. And it's an expansion of the world. It's all this cool stuff that you know MMOs do. Stormblood. <laughs> but one of the things that's really cool is Jacob went out there as one of the in-game characters with his father. That costume they made. They did such a good job, and it's this, it's a it's a character set of a father son. Mm-hmm. It's a dance that they have to do, mm-hmm. and this is an in game dance you do, and they got a huge fan reaction. We'll put the vo- uh, video up on Facebook, so if you want to check them out, the characters Hildebrand and Godbert. If you're a pl- if you played Final Fantasy fourteen, or if you're curious about uh, LGBT representation in Final Fantasy fourteen, we did a podcast interview with some of the people in the guild that I'm a part of called Taint or the Rough Trade Game. Guild okay. uh, game community, and that is up in the feed if you mm. go back and you look for it. Um, but it is a great game, and that that just happened this weekend. And Jacob, we're really proud of him for for getting out there. And I mean, you know, he's an introvert like the rest of us, somewhat. He got out well, somewhat, <laughs> somewhat. Not, not, okay, he's not in really. the Brian mold of okay, he's like me. But he, he yeah, really, <laughs> he um, he got out there, put himself out there, and had a, a great reaction. So we're really proud of him. Um, so comic books, we'll skip. Let's do the things that are giving us life. And if those are to extra television shows or something else quick, you want to give a mention, we'll go around the horn. We'll go reverse direction. Shit. Uh, I'll start. Thank God. <laughs> I just had a chance to finally see the musical or operetta Candide from Leonard Bernstein. Today. Oh, really? Yeah, the uh, Atlanta Philharmonic did a production of it. Huh. And some friends of mine, uh, Samantha Barnes was in it, Joey Vasek. Um, you totally are Jeff Moore. Oh, I love Voltaire. But... Yep. The thing about Candide that I really love is the music, and to me, it's Bernstein's best uh, best musical. I love West Side Story. I love all of his other pieces, but the um, Glitter and Be Gay, made famous, well, you know, by Kristen Chenoweth, of course, recently, like ten, eight years ago. Um, but also, Make Our Garden Grow are two of my favorite songs in all like 
modern American, not modern, American, like, orchestral choral music. So That would be considered modern. Yeah, it's just, yeah, contemporary. But anyway, it was a great performance. They did it as a clown motif, which is kind of weird. Everybody was, like, clown characters. It was kind of cool. But I, I dragged Pat along, and you liked it. You said it was cute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a batshit crazy story. So, like, if you've never yes, read Bolt, if you've never read Candide or seen the musical or opera or whatever, you 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 should be aware it's tears are garden. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, so it was great. I'm really happy. I'm glad Opio did it. They did a great job, and yeah, great. Uh, let's see. Uh, it'll it'll be well. Uh, you're the worst. I'm gonna say it again. Great okay. show, Reiterate, fantastic yeah. show. And also, uh, Kid Cudi. Uh, he put an album a few years ago called Space Odyssey. Yeah. And he's been relevant in the news recently because he actually entered into rehab for clinical depression. Okay. And he kind of brought the national conversation to African-American men and in general just being very much against coming forward with any kind of, you know, depression, bipolar disorder. They just don't normally talk about certain things. And he put out this long Twitter post before he went in, and it was really touching, and it kind of it, it brought to light just a lot of things that people especially in the entertainment industry think that they go through that you might not think that would be an issue and along with that just the fact that i I have a lot of his albums and i've gone back and actually been really getting into space odyssey so that's been a really unrepeat on on my playlist depression is a white people's problem exactly no but it's not i think my grandfather actually said that to me once well that's like legit it's like this internalized like you know who are depressed yeah People who have the luxury to be I got you. Right. Yep. I've heard that argument. Yeah. Everybody else just kind of gets over and gets on with things. Yeah, but no, that's it. You know, depression and mental illness is is a serious um, issue in uh, minority cultures. Sure. Um, For especially a list of reasons. Yeah, and you know, a lot of them are are throwbacks of a bygone era where you never trusted. Uh, the medical professionals because they would experiment on you and say right. like, you were okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you, right. America. All right, BJ. Uh, it's giving you life. I, I gotta say it's uh, Supergirl. Mm. Um, Did we new... see Superman's ass yet? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Specifically, Seriously. Tyler uh, Tyler Hochelin. 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 Um His Superman was a breath of fresh air. Every. Uh, Ugh. Every, everything you want it to be. Better He's than Man of Steel? Definitely better than Man More of Steel. More personality than Man of Steel. More personality. The whole show Not overall. Not as hot as Man of Steel. Oh, I don't know. That ass. No. Mm, sure. In Listen, stills, you couple ass fine. implants in a costume. That's true. You show me that naked ass looking like that. I mean, I will talk. We'll put that out into the universe, please. Come Great back. for pictures, bad for a TV Tyler's, show and or movie. Tyler's well, true ass, the quest. But it was a good show? Um, good, good season premiere? The the thing that I like most is when a show does move to a different network and gets a couple different writers and a couple and I I think I think they get a different producer this time around. Uh Same producer. Same producer. Berlanti's been the same. Okay. Um, Everybody has a bit more bite, and the cut the hard cuts they did to to a lot of the characterizations in the story were pretty hilarious to watch. Like romance, fuck that. You know. Subterranean base? No, been done. Fuck that. We're going to move them to a high rise. It's just, it, it was, they legit went through it with a fine, uh, a fine surgical tool. Berlanti even said for season two with the whole romance angle with, uh, with, with Jimmy or James Olsen 
and uh, and Kara. Basically, like they did it in season one because they felt they had to. But then when they got the second life on CW, they're like, no, no, let's kill that. We want to leave. Let them see where the characters actually will go on their own. Which was kind of nice. It's like, yeah, you, you do seem to be forced into a romantic pairing in every show. you got to have this will-they-won't-they they thing. And, you know, you don't really have to. And it wasn't something that I gave a shit about when right. I watched the first season. I was like, who's going to cry this time? I mean, I know we're all up on Superman, but I still find it funny that, that James is is more buff than Superman. Yes. Yes, that is that is also amusing. But that's, that's, that's pretty much what I got. Jared? Um, I'm always a fan of video game movie adaptations of video games. Uh, so the Assassin's Creed movie is coming up pretty soon. Well, I thought that was already out. That's is that not out yet? Yeah. It's not out yet. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So it'll be coming up pretty soon. I'll be interested to see how it, how it goes. Is that a Christmas release? I think so, yeah. 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 I love... Um, Fastbender, so I'm, and I like the game. The game is really cool, mm-hmm. and that they kept this futuristic element. Yeah, that I'm glad. I was like, yeah. they could have just made a period piece. So. Yeah, cool. Um, I'd like to start off with a quick honorable mention. How to Get Away with Murder season three wow. is is out, and it's it's great. Yep, it's a lot of fun. Still pretty gay, huh? Lots of gay. Yeah, still pretty gay. Lots good, of gay. Good, Bouncing good. back and forth in in time by a couple of months. Um, major things are happening. Someone is dead. Uh-oh. We don't know who is dead. Do we know how they got away with it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. He just can't help himself. Yeah. He just yeah. cannot help sorry. himself. So sorry. Yeah. But, I'm sorry. Where's my drum kit? Every, every episode we find out who's not dead. Um, okay. So Ooh. it's going to get to that point where we're just like, who is it? But really, um, my thing is November is the magical month. Where literally Doctor Strange uh, and Fantastic Beast are coming out no. within like two weeks of each five other. Five yep. movie series. And yes, it's yep. going to be a five movie series because what this is, oh. is Harry Potter meets Down Abbey. And it's it's literally... In America. Yes. Fashion for me during the Prohibition era, like the, the final trailers have come out for both of them. It just looks... Slick it does. and pretty I'm on both so ends. Uh-huh. They said um, like what? Colin Colin Farrell has like a Deathly Hallows necklace, so there's some kind of connective tissue. Maybe it's a Dumbledore course. showing up in this no. shit. No, oh yeah, flat out shows up. Okay, there you go. Not Gambon necessarily, but yeah, yeah. So oh I'm God. just I'm oh. totally down. I'm going to have to see both of them in IMAX. I haven't bought my tickets yet because I'm an idiot. So I need to get when on. They come that. out. When do they come out, Chris? Oh, November. November. Said. So uh, yes, for so many sure. movies. Yep. Two awesome movies, back to back, buying all the shit. Yes. <laughs> Pat. So I will give an honorable mention. New Year's Eve, Parliament House has finally released their lineup for the New Year's Eve show. Bob the Drag Queen. Can she turn it? And Bianca Del Rio. When I first heard about that, I squeed a little in the office, and I'm so excited that it's out there in the world now. Um, Tickets go on sale, or will have probably gone on sale by the time you hear this, and by will. By will probably, I mean they will have, because they go on sale Monday, the day after we record this. Um, So that's going to be fantastic. I'm actually looking forward to this. The last couple of years with the uh, winter circle has been hit or miss with some of the queens, and to have Bob and Bianca is going to be amazing. So if you want to come down to Orlando for your New Year's experience, 
at Parliament, out. which you know what? I've been to Parliament for their Halloween parties, mm. which are always a trip. Crazy. Yeah. So to imagine, the, I mean, they're literally going to oh. roll out the red carpet and that step and repeat. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be insane, mm-hmm. and I'm so amazed, so amazed. Um, but the the big thing, and this will come out when we are in the midst of it, um, giving me life and gray hairs is Bear Bust, twenty yes. sixth <laughs> annual Bear Bust. And this episode is coming out right during Bear Bust. Uh, yes, yeah. So if you are, uh, I will. I will try to live stream video from Bearbus just so you can see the spectacle. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It's crazy is the last two years, I think pretty much since you started really taking it over, have been transformative for the event. It is definitely living up to what it was, you know, decades ago or a decade ago, whenever I first became aware of it. Parliament House is packed. Yeah. And it's... this year, Lady Bunny. Lady fucking Aww, Bunny. Oh, Lady who, Bunny is an amazing drag queen, legendary, and she's going to be hosting Mr. Bear Bust. Oh, my God. And it's otters and bears, cubs, everybody. Wolf cubs. Oh, my. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I, I personally won't go. Look, there are some times where, and I've, I've grown up here, and you know, I mean, it's different when you work there. I can't be found at Parliament House at the crack of dawn walking out of a room. <laughs> I'll be ruined. No one's there to watch Your reputation you will be the dragged to the mud. Exactly. That'll be the live event but, we, we but post on, just on the site. That'll be the that's next episode of What's Eating World. Can I stage a video of you doing that? No. That'd be great. We no. should do it. Can I? Can we, like, I think we can make this happen. I, I, I agree. I think we can make I this happen. I think we should do this. That'll be so great. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta stay clear. I gotta stay clear. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. It's always, because I don't know if you know this, but the musical guests at these events have grown, like, they didn't used to focus on artistry and musicianship. There are some amazing, like, music, uh, bear, well, bear community-oriented musicians. Yeah, for the most part, they're all out of the bear community. Jay Arsenault. Glenn Stewart. Uh, Paul Middleton from London is coming over, making his U.S. debut this yep. year. Um, oh, those wow. are our big three concerts for the weekend. Um, we have Lady Bunny, like you said. She'll be performing at 10 and 12 with the Footlight Players. Where and, the bears are? Um, can I finish? Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> and she'll be hosting at 11 o'clock on the pool stage. Um, the cast of Where the Bears Are, Joe... Rick and Ben, who were here last year, are coming back. This time they're bringing Chad Sanders, who plays Detective Winters oh. on the uh, the series. They, um, the four of them will be there. They'll be doing a screening uh, of the series in either a full movie version or they'll uh, go through and highlight a lot of their favorite episodes. And it's the debut of the Mother's Day episode, which is only available on the DVD, which is up for pre-order at wherethebearsare.tv. Um... And my personal favorite for Flesh Friday, on Friday, because we always have a porn star, uh, I'm sorry, an adult film entertainer, hmm. uh, Colby Jansen is going to be our guest really? for Flesh Friday. You know who he is? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I planted that seed a little while ago. What? Um, tish. And it, it blossomed into a lovely booking. So. Who was that one who was just... Tall enough not to be considered um, a midget. Yeah. So well, he's not a bear, though. There's so well, no, no, no. There's so what's many. His name again? Armand Rizzo. Armand Rizzo. Yeah. I was thinking about that. 
The world's biggest cum dumpster at the world's biggest cum dumpster. <laughs> Becky Bobby Disturbing. <laughs> so yeah, so Bear Bus is going to be fantastic if you are hearing this and uh, you're in the area or you can make a quick jaunt down. Come on down, hang out with us. And um, yeah, it'll be fun. I also want to give a, a quick personal thing. Um, DJ mm-hmm. Justice, who has been on this show once and is a friend of several of us, uh, Passed away suddenly during the hurricane or yeah, right before? That was that was so abrupt and sudden. I, I got yeah. a call at the Comic-Con we were at from a friend of mine, Brant, who listens to the show and wanted to tell me in person because he knew we knew him. Mm-hmm. And it was just so sudden and shocking. And I'm very – I'm probably still in shock because he was such a vibrant force in Orlando. His show, Out Loud Orlando on 91.5 here in Orlando is – a weekly fixture that I know Oral and Pat have both been on. Mm-hmm. And ha- he's been on our show. He's a big geek, longtime customer of a comic shop. Yeah, I, I, I literally, I literally saw him the week before. Like I would see him weekly and we would laugh and joke. And yeah, like he, <sighs> he was a force of nature. He was. And like he, uh, even though I never told him and it's one of those things where, like, now that you think about it, you wish you could say, but, like, there are a lot of things about myself that I really take from him. Yes. Because, you know, once you met him, you knew that you should never be ashamed of who you are. Um, you should hit on anyone that you find attractive. <laughs> yep. And um, you should totally start prep because I want to be one less. And so, huh? like, uh, when I think about... Um, David Jeremiah Zadonic, like, it's just, he was a positive influence. Yeah. He didn't style himself as such. No. no. Um, but he was a cancer survivor and yeah. an uncle to his, his lovely nephews, like, a great mm-hmm. son of his father and mother who he's very public about their relationship and certain things they went through. And, like, he was just a very, like, public person about his life and his story. And, I mean, it's... It was shocking that he he passed so suddenly, and just uh it just it's it's so messed up. It, so it is, but I I will say this, in the in the conversations leading up to his his sudden um, death, like he was happy. He, he was super happy. Yeah, he was like the man beat fucking cancer yeah, he did. and would tell you, at the drop of a hat, he was working. He was traveling. Yep. You cannot say that man didn't live. No, he lived two lives at least. And and we at Flame On just definitely want to pay tribute to him. And not only part of the Orlando gay community, but as a gay geek, as a huge gay geek who made our friend Joshua very uncomfortable back in that episode. And it made me so happy. I know it did. <laughs> I know it did. I'll miss you it, so it was, much. So we'll, we'll probably at some point very soon reshare that episode in the feed just so mm-hmm. you guys can easily access it. It was a great episode. He, he really was a phenomenal person. And we hope Out Loud Orlando has a future in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I know Bobby from Parliament House and mm-hmm. some other people got uh, there this past week and did an episode yeah. as like a wake. And I'm hoping that that lives on because it's a great show and we want to keep it part of this community. So, uh, totally crass commercialistically, if you are excited about what we're doing here, flameonshow.com, you can find all of our cool stuff. We have a lot of content coming. We appreciate any and all Patreon support because that definitely keeps the lights on and potentially funds future episodes and trips to wherever people want us to be. 
in the world. But what if I'm not getting enough oral in my life? If you're not getting enough oral it's in your life. It's called manhunt. No, it's not. How dare you? Woo. How dare Sorry, sorry, sorry. Craigslist. Squirt, okay? Oh. Because he likes to be Canadian. Craigslist. Damn. Wait, wait. Squirt's Canadian? Yeah, they're based out of Canada. I had no Jesus. idea. Wow. You can't find you can find me on one of those, but I won't say which one. Oh! <laughs> you can totally find me at stupid popcast. That's stupid <laughs> with two O's and popcast with a P. Uh-huh. Or you can totally hear me on this channel. Oh really? Doing uh, Dragon's New Spandex. Or you can read my comic book reviews on SciFiPulse.net. They have been. Why? Because .nets are still cool. They have been very entertaining and very informative, so good job. Thank you. Um, just recently, I did a Jessica Jones one. Newsflash, she's the Casey Anthony of the Marvel Universe. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. I, yep. I actually really liked that first issue. Mm-hmm. It was super cute. Yeah. And super self-aware of like everything going on mm-hmm. in all of the books. And this is, yeah. So, yeah, with that, totally find me because I'm doing a lot of things, even though... The universe saw fit to crush my hopes and dreams. If, you're, go- if you're going out to Sawmill <laughs> on either of the upcoming weekends, or we'll be hosting Barioke on the 22nd and 29th. And no I pressure. will also be hosting at uh, the Parliament House when you go back up to New York. On the- October 27th. Yes. So, no pressure. find me. I'm Ooh. here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. He'll be creeping out of a, of a hotel room. Oh. Bear bus weekend. I want to see out of a you cabin at Sawmill. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Or on the trails. <laughs> I, like, that could be a whole multi-part I'm not series. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. Wait, is that I like Oregon the, Trail? Or on the trail? Yeah, but instead Oral of getting dysentery, it's chlamydia. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, well, super I, syphilis. Super. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure there's a lot of oral on that trail. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of the place. I'm not an outdoorsy sort of gay, but I'm excited to see it. I've always heard of it. Never been. Sawmill's not a very outdoorsy kind of campground. Oh, thank God. Pretty bougie. It's pretty bougie. Lots of bars. Um, it can be if you're sleeping in a tent on the I'm ground the and there's I'm shit tons of caterpillars everywhere. Setting up. I live through that. Singing songs. Caterpillars. Waving at people. Packing up. Walking around and leaving. Say hello, then leave them. You should post pictures Walking of your pictures. How do we drink and leave them? Just one drink. Just one drink. This one drink. Well, Walking around and then leaving. All of this can be later. seen and documented copiously on Flame On Show. dot com or on Facebook Flame On Show, Twitter Flame On Podcast, and the uh, I don't know Tumblr, Instagram, all these other places. Still need to give me that login for Tumblr. I know. So we'll figure it out. Anyway. We're scared of what's going to get posted. <laughs> Seriously? You should be. a little be. worried. It's fair. But thank you guys for listening. Again, Flame On Show, you know how to find us. You found us on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or wherever the hell else podcasts are found. Thank you for listening and uh, Flame Off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. Flame On was created by Brian Pittert and is engineered by Pat O'Rourke. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. 
For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. You can follow us at Flame On Podcast on Twitter or Flame On Show on Facebook and Tumblr. Or you might even see some of us on your favorite gay hookup apps. Just keep an eye out. If it's gay and geeky, we've got you covered. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 